Well, hello again. Welcome back to the Jason and Peely Project. Super excited for today's episode. Again, thank you for all checking in, really just making this podcast for what it is. Of course, remember to hit that subscribe button, go in there, give us a ratings review. It doesn't have to be five stars. We just want to hear what you're thinking about, what we can bring you more of, and what we can do better. But we have no doubt this is going to be an awesome podcast today. We have Jeremy Slate in the show. Hey, Jeremy, how you doing? Hey, brother, I'm doing awesome. You know, I, I, I love that we're both Jersey guys here representing. So, so stoked to be hanging out with you, man. Yeah, that's great. So he, I go, where are you? He goes, you know, about 45 minutes from the city. And I go, huh? Whoa, where, me too. So, so small world, but the power of this, where we're all in isolation, but we're still connected, even though we're basically right near each other. But Jeremy's got just an awesome background. We were talking about uh, his really competitive powerlifting background, really, and what he's doing today. He's the founder of Create Your Own Life podcast, which studies the highest performers in the world. He studied literature at Oxford University, specializes in using podcasting and new media to create celebrity and was ranked number one in iTunes new and number 78 in the iTunes top 100. His name, the number one podcast to listen to by Inc. Magazine in 2019 as well, being named a top influencer by Forbes. And of course, the success with podcasting, Jeremy and his wife, Brielle, founded Command Your Brand to help entrepreneurs get their message out by appearing to guests on the podcast. And as you can hear, we have a cheering background going on with the kids here, <laughs> but that, that's common real life podcasting brand to your lives. So Jeremy, welcome to the show. Fill in some of the background here because they, there's just so much to dive into, but what I'd miss. Um, I, so I guess the, the interesting thing is, and my, my wife and I were like talking about this recently that I don't really talk about this, but I had a newspaper route from the time I was 11 till 17. I grew up from uh, 60 customers to 280 customers and uh, kind of had like eight years of a perfect record there. So like I was kind of had the entrepreneurial spirit early on and then decided I was going to go to school to be a teacher. So I got my uh, I'm a double major in undergrad in Catholic theology and Torah. Then I studied literature at New College Oxford and then got my master's in ancient history. Like not all super applicable skills, but hey, it was fun, right? And yeah. uh, I ended, ended up teaching high school in Wayne for a couple of years and uh, kind of burnt out from, you know, that whole system. And, uh, you know, my mom had a stroke in 2012 and that kind of shifted a lot of things for our family. And I quit my job on a whim, tried to make a lot of things go right, went through a number of different things that didn't work. And um, in 2015, started a, a podcast as a hobby since I'd been a listener of podcasts since like 2009. And uh, it took off and had 10,000 listens in its first 30 days. Wow. Um, now we're over 2.5 million all time. And, uh, you know, out of that, our company, Command Your Brand Media, grew. And now we're really helping people to become guests on top rated podcasts. It's been, you know, an awesome ride, man. So that's awesome. And you have this paper out, right? And so you already have this driven entrepreneurial background to you, but then you, you make this pivot, right? You go into yeah. all these different education platforms and then jump into being a teacher. Was, was there external forces that were pushing you to it? And I think this is a big answer to, to a lot of people out there who maybe have a big mm -hmm. passion in front of them, but choose a different route for a lot of different means. Was there anything driving you to that or it was just a series of events? You know, it's, I'm from a super small town, five eighths of a mile in size called Hamburg, New Jersey. So like nothing like really happens there, you know, two, two super blue collar parents. So like, I didn't know entrepreneurship was an option, like, you know, paper route. I'm like, okay, cool. I can do that. That was fun. Great. Now you go get a job. Like, that's just kind of like what I had the idea of what it was. I didn't know anything differently until my wife was uh, exposed to a network marketing opportunity, which I didn't know what that was. So I'm like, oh, cool, a million bucks next week. Why isn't everybody doing this? Um, <laughs> needless, needless to say, that's not how it worked, but it was just kind of something to it get me to It was two million, see. right? It, it, no, it, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was two million negative. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it was something to get me to see that there's other opportunities out there and there's other ways to make money. It isn't just that you have to get a job, work there for 40 years, which doesn't happen anymore, um, and, you know, retire. Like, that's just not how it works. Huh. 
That's awesome. And you know, so you, you do this, you move into all these different educational spaces. It, what was the biggest learning lesson that you use? Cause lots of times that, you know, we say, Oh, you know, I, I, I went to school for this, but I don't use anything of it, but you still get and use that as value to your life. Right. So yeah. what, what's a lesson from that you've really taken forward with your life? Oh gosh, man. Cause I think, I feel like there's so many, like, you know, in the, in the teaching world, like the, the school I was teaching in, um, you know, I'll, I'll leave them, I'll leave it nameless, but the school I was teaching in got rid of number grades and only had letter grades. So basically the kids knew they could fail everything and pass one thing with a 70 and like get a, you know, low enough grade to pass. So it kind of like showed me like what happens if you reward people that aren't really trying to get high achievers, you don't get any high achievers. So that really kind of was not a, not a cool thing to have there. Um, another thing that I really learned is honestly sales, um, doing in life insurance sales, as I did for probably about six months, like I had to make like 150 phone calls a day. You very quickly learn to not be afraid to call people, especially if they say like some pretty scary, insulting things to you. So I, I learned, you know, that was huge. And then also, honestly, from, from network marketing, the biggest thing I learned is like how to sit down with people and have a meeting because that's just not something I learned. Like I said, I was, a, I was a school teacher and academic that I stayed in academics because I'm kind of like, well, you know, what do you do once you've kind of learned for a really long time? Well, I guess you teach. I guess that's how, how it works. So if, if I look at it, man, I've learned so many skills from each and every individual thing that I do that, you know, that I've done up till now. Like even in after, you know, life insurance, I sold products on Amazon. I learned how to build websites at a very high level. And it's a skill that I still used when we launched our current business because I built our first version of the website. So there's so many things that I've learned that I still use to this day. What, what is it that's driving, you know, the country as a whole to go to these partici- like, uh, participation trophy-esque models, right? What, <laughs> what, what is driving this mentality where we don't want anybody to, to have that sense of, of losing? Uh, you, you know what, man? Like, and it, it really bothers me. And I think a lot of people can't have this, but like, you know, like the whole world isn't T-ball, man. Like some, some people win, some people lose. That's just how it is. And, and I think when you reward losers, you get more losers, right? Like it's the whole reason that socialism hasn't worked because once people realize that everybody makes the same amount of money, nobody's going to work harder. So mm-hmm. it just, it's just a thing, man. There's winners and losers in life and you, you have to realize it doesn't mean they're bad people. Maybe they can win at something else. But I think at the same time, if you reward more of the bad, you're going to get more of the bad, man. Like it's about, it's a, really about pushing forward and rewarding what wins and you're going to get a whole lot more of what wins. Um, as for like why that's happening in the country, I wish I could tell you, man. Um, I really do. Um, but I, I, I can just tell you it's the basic of you, you, you get whatever you reward more of. And if you reward more of the bad, you're going to get more of the bad. Yeah, I read um, Angela Duckworth's uh, Grit. And that, that's an interesting book just based on really just, you know, pushing your kids. Because we, we all want to take care of our kids and go to a point. But it's almost at a point of disservice, right? Because if we, yeah. if, we, if we comfort them at every stage where, you know, we'll tie their shoes for them. We don't want them, you know, to get those little scrapes and things that are going to happen throughout life. Well, they're ultimately going to always be looking for that comfort zone. It's not going to allow them really to break out of their mold and be themselves. And that, that it creates a lot of animosity for the kids too, right? Because they're, they're going, once they do get smacked in the face with some form of life, they're not ready for it because they've never yeah. had any point to it because, you know, it's been this whole point where someone's going to be there to comfort me or, or put a blanket around me. So, you, you, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that too, though, because I, I'm not going to say I'm a veteran parent, but we have like a one and a half year old. And uh, we, we really, when she gets hurt, we don't typically like really acknowledge it or whatever, unless she's like actually hurt and needs help. We just kind of chill and let her do her thing and stop crying and whatever. And then we talk to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other day she like banged her head and you could see, she thought about it. She's like, you know what? I'm not going to cry. And she just kept going and doing whatever yeah. she's doing. Cause I think part of it is you're also training people to, to, you know, go for more of that and get the attention because of it. 
Yeah, and well, you're creating that reaction for them, right? Because if yeah. you're leading to mm-hmm. the point like, oh my gosh, you're hurt. Because we actually did the thing when they fall down, we, you know, I have three and we just say touchdown, you know, like celebrate it instead of this <laughs> point because, you know, like that's what every time and they, they just get, get up and do their thing, you know, unless like, oh my God. But it works perfect, right? Because if you go I, and you're like, I, I, oh my God, and cover in fear, you know, then, then it's just the worst case and they overact every single time going forward. I, I love that you say touchdown, by the way. Um, I'm a big Notre Dame football fan. Um, so I watched a lot of Notre Dame football with my daughter this past fall and she learned touchdown. So going through the whole NFL playoffs, like everybody was scoring like 7,000 points because she's like, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. That's That's awesome. (laughs) I love it. It's those moments, man. They go quick. Enjoy every second of it. So you're creating this all day, create your own life podcast. You've studied some of the greatest out there and really just some of the highest performers. Give us your, your top five or top three or whatever comes to mind takeaways that people can really learn from today that's really a through line for the people you've interviewed. You know, it's, it's funny, man, because I think we're, we're, we actually just hit 700. So it's like I, I feel like the more and more I talk to, the, the more similarities I see. Mm-hmm. And I see, honestly, the big one is adversity. Like the ones that are faced with a lot of adversity are the ones that become tougher and more able to do things like, like you know, some of the some of the things that have happened to people like the the guy that built the Brooklyn Bridge you know not that I interviewed him he's been dead for 100 years uh but John Roebling he died during the building and then his son built the whole bridge then got sick and had his wife help him build it like that's pretty incredible or Grant Cardone that I've had on the podcast you know the guy came out of rehab in his early 20s and has you know made almost a billion dollars in the real estate world so like there's so many incredible people that they've been faced with adversity and you kind of have this thing of you can rise to it or you can fall to it Mm-hmm. And, and I think the ones that are really successful, are the ones that rise to it, see that as motivation to go further, you know, look at, um, you know, you're probably a Giants fan. So I, I'm, I apologize for saying this one, but, you know, look at Tom Brady, man, like the guy was drafted in the, in the sixth round, you know, and he's won six Super Bowls since because he had a chip on his shoulder the whole time and he's, he's worked freaking hard. So I think adversity is a big one. Another one that, I, that I've really seen is it's the ones that can kind of shift from it being all about them to, you know, really about helping others and being all about others is a, is a really big deal as well because they, they kind of realize that thinking only about me, I'm only going to get so far, but it's when they can get outside of themselves and start thinking about how they can help a lot of people. They build some pretty incredible, pretty big things. Like yeah. to me, those are the two biggest things I've seen. Like, you know, that ability to, to deal with adversity and kind of look at it and, and grow from it or, you know, getting out of your side of yourself and thinking of a wider world out there. Yeah. And it's the, uh, you know, if, if you, uh, if you think you can't, you can't. If you think you can, you can, right? And, and when it pushes through with that and adversity and just the helping others thing, it, there's so much of that right now, right? Where, where everybody has a, you know, where we're all in our some form of isolation and really if there's no yeah. one sick around you or no one hurting around you and you have your health and everybody's in good standing, you still have a job to go to, really, what are you complaining about? You know, and then it comes down to this point is we have to make sure we're changing our mind is like right now, like the helping others could be simply that you're calling up people you haven't talked to in a while. I mean, there's people mm-hmm. out there that this is going to create a lot of anxiety and a lot of other factors that are going to come from this beyond this, the job loss and the sickness. There's going to be so many parallels that, that push this forward that are really going to hurt people. So connecting with people could be a great helping thing if you don't have the stereotypical money to put out there right now. Um, yeah. in, in terms of building your brand and what you've done, what would have been some of the, the, the highlights that you'd like to really push through for you, your company as you're moving forward? Um, you're saying like things I've done in terms of building the brand or sure. Yeah. So what have been some of the key points in the yeah. key stage that you like it cool. as, a, as a really successful strategy going forward? Well, I'd say first and foremost, like building the platform as the podcast, because it, it allows you to contact, to contact and you've, you've seen this probably contact and speak to some pretty amazing people that we wouldn't get to talk to otherwise. So like mm-hmm. the networking ability is amazing. 
Like I, I've talked to so many people that I was, you know, that are heroes of mine, like, you know, AJ Hawk of the Green Bay Packers, uh, Jim Tressel, head coach of Ohio State. Like I've had so many incredible people on the show that like, if I didn't have a platform, like how would they, how or why would they talk to me? And then the other thing is the positioning you gain from that. Like the more credible people you interv interview, the more your online credibility grows. So the platform is really, really important. The other thing I would say, and it's something that people like totally forget about because they kind of want to start on top. They forget about their local media and local press. So I tell everybody to find out what your small pond is and really concentrate on that and, and concentrate on getting in your local newspapers, getting in your local websites. Like, you know, NJ.com has been very good to us. You know, the, the Bergen record has been very good to us. Like concentrate on your local news sources and that's helped me to generate a lot of my initial interest. And then I started re really getting out there on other podcasts. Like I've been on hundreds and hundreds of podcasts to really, you know, be willing to share, you know, willing to help out. Like when you and I first started talking here, I said, you asked me like, what do you want to concentrate on today? I'm like, well, what do your people need? Like, and I think that's, what's really most important. Be willing to share and willing to help and, you know, absolutely get your brand out there in the right places. But at the same time, you're going to grow this level of credibility. That's going to help everything else you're doing. And it was kind of from that success of everything I was doing that people were like, Hey, can you do this for me? And we started doing a done for you podcast model, which ended up being, you know, we were, weren't charging enough and we were doing way too much work. Like, dude, we were doing everything, their social media, their guest booking. Like it was, it was insane. And we found out the 20% they actually liked was getting on other shows. Um, because my wife had a PR background. Like one of the things she said, if you're, Oh, if you're going to launch a podcast, we should get you on other podcasts. Yeah. So we ended up actually cutting out the 80% and just focusing on that and really doing a great job on that. And, and really that's what's led to our current company, which is command your brand. So, and, and it's so true, right? This is all free right now. Like we can do this at a point and you can get in front of some of the greatest people that you've never had access to before and really yep. ask questions that not only can help others, but it really just gives you that, that direct connection here. And it, it's amazing, mm -hmm. right? When you, when you talk to these people and you can ask these questions that are, that are very specific to really not only your channel, but also to the overall audience, it, just if we were in this place 25 years ago or 30 years ago, right? And, and we had this happen, we're in all in isolation it would be a whole different setting, right? You know, we're going to have the dial phone and, you know, like, and basically hitting the measure here just to talk to each other. And it would be a whole different world. But here, if you're sitting home, you have so much you can take advantage of too. There's so much online platform. You go on Google and just basically find anything, you know, find anything you mm -hmm. want that can really grow out and build your brand. And so as you continue to progress here and you, you, you look at your model, what is your, your vision for podcasting going forward? You know, it's funny, you and I were literally just talking about this um, because I, I, I see a lot of people in the podcast space saying, oh my gosh, podcast numbers are going down because people aren't commuting and they're doing this and they're doing that. And you know what the interesting thing about it, man, like my stats are up by 30% last month. So mm -hmm. you, don't tell me that the podcast numbers are dropping. I think if you have a cool show, if you're willing to service your people and if you're willing to really be out there and help, like you're going to continue to grow. I think the ones you're going to see dropping are the ones that are doing the exact same thing everybody else is doing. Like, like John Lee Dumas has had a very successful model at doing entrepreneur fire and, you know, more credit to the guy, but the number of people that try to rip him off and do the exact same thing that he's doing. Those are the shows people are going to stop listening to. Cause they're like, yeah. man, I could just go listen to one show. I don't listen to this, you know, 700 different ones. So yeah. I, I think if you're really doing something unique, servicing a unique audience and like really trying to do it at a high level, you're going to see a lot of growth in the future. Cause I know, like I've really had my numbers down on this stuff, but I've, I do feel like the recent stuff we've had happen has probably changed a lot of those projections, hmm. but we were on pace for, for 2020 to be the first year a billion dollars were spent in advertising and podcasts. I don't have where that's currently at because of everything that's happened in the last, I guess, 30 days or 60 days. So, but 
it's been growing very quickly, man. We went over 900,000 shows in January, Amazing. 18% of her, 18% of which are actually active, which means they publish every two weeks. Hmm. So there's a lot of opportunity out there because people are like, Oh my gosh, only 18%. That's such a small number. And I look at that. And I'm like, yeah, that's a big opportunity because that means yeah. there's a, there's 82% of people are doing a really crappy job at this. If you, <laughs> if you just, just a 1% better job than that 82%, man, you're doing a very good job. So there's a ton of opportunity out here because there's millions of radio shows out there, right? There's millions of those. And it's a lot harder to get started in a market like that. It's also a market that I don't think is going to be growing as much in the future because their advertisers are dropping off and stuff like that. So there's so much opportunity here in the podcast space. And also not even from a listener perspective, like we've talked about earlier, just about a networking perspective, the people you can talk to and meet, man, are incredible. You know, and let's change this narrative slightly to move just into yeah. a, lot of, a lot of businesses that are struggling today, right? For, mm -hmm. you know, you command your brand and just, just the thought process here for a lot of businesses that are really at a, at a dire point right here. How can we use social media right now to hopefully enliven the brand over the next couple of weeks or, or keep the business afloat or start a new entry point? Any suggestions for businesses out there that maybe can find a different channel to really at least get them over the hurdle? Well, so I, I think it's interesting too, because I've, I've seen a lot of brick and mortar businesses that like need to be physically open to like really make things work, trying to make things go. So like we've been trying to buy from like more local restaurants and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of them have done a good job going to a takeout model. So like you need to take a look at the business scene, see how it's affecting you and see how you can pivot with it. Because yeah. also at the same time, like one of our friends, they run a, two weight loss offices and they can't go into their offices anymore because they're not considered... Um, like essential. So they've went to a totally online model in the last 10 days with their, their weight loss offices that they're looking at and they're saying, Hey man, there's a whole lot more opportunity for growth here in the future that we didn't even think of. So I would take a look at how you can still service your people because there are certain markets that are going to be a little tougher, you know, like yeah. I'm sure construction can be really difficult right now. I'm sure, you know, real estate has changed, but I think it's going to be in for a big boom because of the federal reserve, the, uh, the fed drop in, interest rates like they did in the fall. So I think keep an eye on that. But I think at the same time is see how you can start to service your people in a little bit of a different way. And at the same time, like add as much value as you can. Like for, like, for example, like, you know, we know a lot of people need help right now. So we've been giving away our podcast course for free because we want to help people get out there get, and get attention because I know that if they get the right attention, their business will be around in 60 days. And like, to yeah. me, man, like we want to make money and you know, our business is still growing, but at the same time, like I want to see businesses survive. I want this economy mm -hmm. to survive. So you need to, I guess, become a little bit more, you know, as we talked about earlier, kind of getting out there for other people and trying to help other people at the same time. So it's going to be a little bit different for everybody, but you need to figure out what that model looks like for you. Yeah, you can look at this as a blessing and a curse. And you really touched on this, right? This gives you the time and the availability that even, even if you're forced to, to think about your business a different way. And hopefully from that, maybe comes another revenue stream or a cost for a cost reduction or just another whole model that you can do yeah. that really you never had had the time to. And now, now you've been pushed into that subject. So super great points. Jeremy, it's been awesome to have you on the show. Where, where can other listeners find you, find your podcast, give us everything? Absolutely. Well, actually, I had mentioned that we're giving away our course for free right now. So uh, it's about, you know, starting and growing a podcast. So I'd love to give that to your audience if that's cool. Love it. Okay, cool. So that's over at commandyourbrand.com slash coronapod because uh, we want to see people get out there, get attention. 
and where this is totally free. I'm not going to call you in 30 days and say, Hey, give me some money or whatever. This is really totally free. We just want to help businesses survive and get out there. And if they want to check out anything about me on the personal branding side, it's over at jeremyryanslate.com. That's awesome. So commandyourbrand.com slash coronapod. Yep. hundred percent. Jeremy, this has been great, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Absolutely, brother. Thank you so much for having me. Have an amazing day. You too. And all the listeners out there, thank you again. We'll talk to you shortly.